0: Oh. Oh. And today we're going to be talking about what we're excited for for E3. And then the next podcast, we're going to talk about what they actually did for <laughs> E3. Because some of this is uh, a little bit of, man, I hope they cover this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because not everything is confirmed
1: at this point. True. Sure.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. I made a list. We've got a list of things. Yep. Um, for <clears throat> <clears throat> huh, um, I'm actually gonna skip that one. We're gonna start with you. So, Final Fantasy VII remake. Mm-hmm. Um, not confirmed to necessarily be at E3 this year, but hopefully. Hopefully, there is some story. That the, the last year that they had info on it was twenty.
1: Was it 15, or was it that sounds right. even before that? I don't remember.
0: Um, Where they showed a trailer for it. Yep. And the trailer had... Uh, I'm a little iffy on some of the voice acting already.
1: I don't remember. I'd have to watch but it you, again.
0: You do have to watch it. Cloud's voice is, is very plain.
1: Is my Cloud voice better? <laughs> uh, guess he's been playing it. So, for seven. For context with that statement, I am Twitch streaming now, and I've been playing through Final Fantasy VII again, and I decided, first night of playing it, to do voices for all of the characters. So it's pretty awkward, because I'm an awkward person.
0: They're amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, Cloud's voice is pretty much just my voice a little bit down, like a little deeper. Just, like, Tifa's voice is pretty much my voice, but maybe a little bit higher? Or maybe her voice is just my voice. I know Eris's was a little bit higher. Yuffie's is annoying. (laughs) Because Because Yuffie is annoying. (laughs) Except for to spite Erin here, I've been keeping Yuffie in my party. Yeah, she hates Yuffie. So it's... so I decided like oh well I'll do a playthrough where I have characters I didn't normally play with before. <laughs> Though I still have Red Thirteen in my party. I always have Red Thirteen in my party. I love him. Yeah. I like
0: uh I like basically everybody except Yuffie.
1: Pretty pretty down with anybody else on the team. My Sid voice is pretty much just a Sling Blade voice. Oh, so it's mm-hmm. so I forgot that he had so so much dialogue like that he's a more him, he important does. character yeah. and yeah he's well cause he has I all the transportation he's, he's got he the little bronco and then he's got the high wind and, and then you go back to rocket town and there's the uh the, the secondary launch thing rocket ship so yeah, I forgot that Sid talks so much, and I regret the voice that I chose for him, because it hurts.
0: Because it hurts. Oh. Uh,
1: boo's pretty good. Um, it's pretty I think you've changed up Hojo's voice, because you can never remember what Yeah, I can't remember what Hojo's voice is. The only voices I feel 100% on are Scarlett and Heidegger, because they're just- They're Russian. They're just different- They're just Russian. Octave Russian accents. So I'm like I got this. I got this. Come on. I wish these people talked more. Yeah. So anyway, we're excited about the Final Fantasy VII remake. Hopefully there's some news about it, just anything.
0: Yeah, um just
1: anything about. The trailer, it. trailer <laughs> made it look
0: like they they're trying very hard to keep the feel of the story. Um the music is all mm-hmm. the same, which mm-hmm. is which is amazing because I mean it was it was brilliant to begin with. Um, the feel of the story is the same. The you know you get the, the the characters are are behaving the way I would expect. The voice actors sound the way I would expect. I just don't like Cloud's voice; is very plain. But, eh. I mean, he's also kind of a like, mystical Cool guy. <laughs> He thinks he's a cool yeah, guy. Until later we find out that he lives Twilers. a lot. Um the combat yeah, system I'm not a huge fan of, but I mean I have I have a special place in my heart for the turn based combat. Same. And it's going away. Um
1: well it's as been we gone get... out of Final Fantasy for
0: It has been, yeah. And I, I, I know it's been transitioning out and it just makes me sad, but evolution is a thing and I'll shut my mouth. Um I agree though. I really like turn based. Um, right, that's, what, that's the classics, but that's what we grew up with. Yeah, it's was classic. was the PlayStation 1 turn-based.
1: And I also, RPGs. I kind of like, especially with the materia system in this game, like, there's so much magic that you can learn in all these summons. Oh my god, I hope Knights of the Round is like a 15-minute cutscene every time you use it. Um, anyway, um, there's so much different kind of magic in all the summons and stuff that I feel like sometimes when you're in a fight, you need to take a second and, like, think. Like, what's my strategy? What am I going to do? And when it's not turn-based, and it's just kind of an open-world, like, fighting sort of thing, that takes away from the magic system. Not the magic of the game, the magic system. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to be really on your toes, which is fair.
0: Yeah, the battle, the battle Real, system, the, but... the feel of that is going to change dramatically if it's not mm-hmm. turn-based, and that's something we're pretty much going to have to let go of the past and embrace the future of... I wonder know, they're how they're
1: gonna do the materia system now. I
0: mean, they may... They, they,
1: they might scrap it. Well, I mean, they can't like for storyline purposes. Be- That's true.
0: But, but at the same time, like, they can do it way different.
1: They could do it more like Infinity Crystals. <laughs> um, where it's like, oh, Sephiroth has this gauntlet and he needs to get the black materia so that he can make somebody it feels so good, and then something meteor.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So anyway. it could
1: just be yeah, like crystals. I mean, it'll be materia, but it'll be maybe.
0: I hope they're like marbles. I
1: don't know. I, I mean, yeah. It's all
0: marbles, but I mean, the so even... way you
1: use them, you have to play jacks. Yeah. <laughs> like you. Draw In order the to successfully
0: thing, summon, you have to play jacks. Um and then you know the other the other cool thing they could potentially do with it since things are heading this way would be some sort of VR. Um,
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: hard to imagine it that way, but VR's picking up, so um, I I would be interested in in a rendition of that. Um, because it's already questionable whether this is going to be as good as the classic anyway. I mean, there's
1: That's true. there's something
0: to be said for. Sometimes the, the feel of the older graphics and stuff like that actually adds to a game more than, you know, games mm-hmm. that are like, yeah, we have the best system, and your storyline sucks, and you're not, your gameplay is garbage, but yeah. it looks pretty, like, eh, eh,
1: Yeah, that's totally a fact, that sometimes developers get over, they, like, overburden themselves with trying to make the best-looking game, that they just make a shit game, but it looks real nice. Yeah. You can have the best of both worlds. It is a fact. <coughs> Skyrim, scrim, I like to call it scrim. That's fine.
0: Um, one thing i want on. Hmm,
1: okay. I agree. Okay,
0: Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um,
1: oh, uh, I hate to say I stopped caring about Assassin's Creed a I, while ago.
0: <laughs> I I need to get back into it. I do like the Assassin's Creed games. Mm-hmm. They are. The open-world fetch quests, which I enjoy thoroughly, um, along with the being able to climb shit special oh, man, stuff. Man, I know, it's true. Um, this one's going to take place in Greece, it looks like. Uh, seems like it's going to be part of a trilogy. I guess they had mentioned in, I think it's Origins, um, they had specifically in a cutscene mentioned Greece and Egypt falling, and then Rome was next. So yep. the idea that people have is that... This one's gonna be Greece, and then the following one's gonna be Rome. Makes sense. Um, there's also, I mean, people are people are arguing about it, and I haven't seen enough on it to become part of this argument. And I wouldn't anyway, because y'all are just crazy. But y'all, all y'all, one of y'all, all y'all bitches is crazy. <laughs> um, whether or not it takes place before or after Origins, um, I, I I mean, it looks I would assume before, and also, I know you're getting a little snippy with your comments about uh, getting into history books and whatnot, and just you know, tone it down. Shh, shh. Um, okay. it is. It's gonna be a. You push. Um. Ooh, that was confusing to me. <laughs> that noise. <laughs> it's like. Brum, brum. Why? Um. The thing is, since it's called Odyssey, I am super. I hope it's like Abe's Cure. Odyssey. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it would be. It would be very much like post iliad i guess mm, mm. right post iliad is yeah. sort of an like you're you're doing your own kind of odyssey journey or maybe going along with that so it'll be a homer homeric uh situation i, I think mean, that i'm curious for cool. well, but i mean part of me says yes and then part of me is like most of it's going to take place on a ship is that yeah, they already fun? did that though didn't they yeah <laughs>
1: That's when everyone stopped caring about
0: Assassin's Creed. You guys really fucked up. I'm... And I would would think, too, since the Odyssey follows a specific story, that it's going to take away from the open-world feel of the game as well, being able to explore on your own if you feel Mm. like you want to. Granted, Assassin's Creed never been a totally open world. It's always been restrictions um, based on the storyline, but it was fairly open still. Mm -hmm. Um... Anyway, that's my thoughts on that, I would like to see more on that. I can't remember if that one was confirmed or not to be at E3. I don't think it is, because I don't have that as my note. As my notes.
1: Do you want to do Death Stranding? Yeah, Death Stranding. Okay, so I'm mega hyped for this game, and I can say with full self-awareness, it's because I'm a Hideo Kojima fangirl. I fucking love that guy. I will pretty much do whatever he wants. <laughs> Hit me up his day. i oh, just kidding. Um, but, I don't... It's it's a really weird kind of game, so a lot of people don't know what the fuck it's supposed to be about, even. Like, the, I made you yeah, watch that one 10-minute tri- tra- trailer. <laughs> and it's... There's
0: a baby in a mouth? I don't yeah, know. Yeah! It's, it's worth seeing, because it's, so it's just weird. bizarre, but... Um,
1: And, I mean, it's totally star-studded, which I know that's what Kojima really wanted to do with Metal Gear, but in the beginning, you know, there weren't people who would want to do things for a video game. Like, his idea for Solid Snake at the beginning of the Metal Gear Solid series that he did was that, of course, like, he kind of based it off of Snake Plissken, so Kurt Russell from Escape from New York. Uh, In Metal Gear Solid 2, he even goes by the name Plissken. But he really wanted Kurt Russell to do the voice of Solid Snake. Kurt Russell was like, no, because I mean, it was in the '90s. It was in the '90s, so it's so like, like video the games were game, popular yet. It was like, ah, yeah, like nerd. they were they were popular, but it wasn't yeah, like nerd. this is an amazing industry kind yeah. of popular. Um, definitely nowadays celebrities, they actors, actors, oh, they, they want to all be all in video yeah. games, yeah, and um. Like, I know that was a thing that Hideo really struggled with, with the Solid Snake character, which is why he kind of fucked things up, and he had Keeper Sutherland voice Snake in the last game, which I have opinions about, but whatever, it's okay. You have opinions. Um, I have a me? Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I think that it's it's really good that he was able to establish, like... Establish. Establish. Um, so much... With his career, and especially, like, after Konami pretty much fucked him over and stuff like that. I and mean, he kind of did some fucking over, too, but... It's a two-way street, but, I I mean, fuck Konami. It's a, it's a two-way fuck street. It's a two-way fuck street here. Um, but... Especially, like, after that, and, like, all the prestige and stuff that he gained with the Metal Gear Solid games. Um, when he went out on his own and, like, did Kojima Studios and stuff. Of course people are going to want to do it. Like, there's um, Mads Mikkelsen is in this one. So the dude from The Walking Dead? No, that's Hannibal. Oh. I can't remember the dude from The Walking Dead's name. What's up, Kale? BT dubs. Looks like you're in the chat now. Um, but then the guy from The Walking Dead, whose name I can't think of right now. Isn't it, like, he's the main character and stuff like that? And it's just, it looks really weird and really cool, I'm super excited about it. So much
0: excitement! It does, yeah, being we know, we know very little about it, but it is confirmed to be at E3.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, along with, there's, uh... Norman
1: Reedus, thank you, Dane.
0: Norman Reedus. I could not
1: think of his name, you, and I'm like, I can think of all these other characters that he's played, <laughs> but I cannot think of the man's name. I'm gonna like this comment right now. Thank you, Dane. Yep,
0: thanks, Dane. Um... And then Dane joins. How odd? So yeah, Death Stranding is one of four, I believe, PlayStation, Sony, those guys. Sony is, whatever you would say, Sony's is is showcasing. Another one that Sony is showcasing that I just learned this was a thing, but it sounds super cool, and I saw the trailer for it. It looks good.
1: Um...
0: Sorry, I just saw. No, uh, Ghosts of Tsushima. Oh,
1: I haven't seen anything about that.
0: Oh, I would totally watch the trailer. Samurai
1: during Mongolian invasion. Yes, so Wait, there maybe is I a samurai. Seen
0: something about um, this. during the Mongolian invasion, and the trailer is really cool. It's the it's the Mongolian speaking to the samurai like, while you were sharpening your blade, I was learning blah blah blah. Which villages to cultivate and which ones to destroy and blah blah blah. So you're a samurai turned just vengeful warrior against the Mongolians. Um, the trailer makes it look really good. Um, it's confirmed to be at E3 as well, so I'm hoping to see some gameplay footage and learn a little bit more about it. But it sounds really good so far. Uh, Heck yeah. Historical fiction, I assume, because mm-hmm. um, like that good. was a thing, etc. And so on. Was there anything else on here that you
1: wanted to? Uh, you can keep going. I was I just gonna going to say that. We, for the past few years, we've been going to E3 with a group of people. You only went once, but we've been, like, a group of us have been going to E3 for the past few years, and unfortunately we're not going this year, and I'm super bummed because it seems like a really good year to go.
0: It does. There's a lot of really good stuff I want to see showcased, and the uh, Indies.
1: Oh, God. Any arcade, arcade, arcade
0: is super it f- is fun.
1: so funny. I'm going to quickly tell a story. Go for you it. You weren't here for it. I wasn't. The year before. They
0: want me to play this game really bad. I they, want to they play ass- this
1: game again. It is so weird. <laughs> Y'all
0: assume I'm going to be really good at it, and I don't know what you're oh, basing this Oh, no.
1: On. It's, it doesn't look like a vagina. Don't worry. <laughs> no one would be good at this If with any experience with vaginas. So there's this game, and I don't remember the artist's name. I have it saved somewhere at home. But there is this eccentric artist from L.A. who decided she wanted to make a video game, but she wanted to make it very feminist and very, like, feminine. Because game controllers are ever so phallic somehow. So she had this idea to make a game that's like a dreamscape. And actually, that might be the name of the game is Dreamscapes. But uh, pretty much in the game, I'm going to talk about the game itself first. Um... I don't remember if you're, like, a triangle or just, like, a floppy thing. I don't remember.
0: Um, this is feminine.
1: You have to... You knock things... I don't even know what the point is, but you knock you're things You're this over and you knock
0: things over. So
1: feminine. And you pick things up, and it's, it's very weird. It's just shapes and, like, random objects like rubber duckies, boxes, triangles, everywhere. Totally Illuminati confirmed. Um... But the controller is this weird, plush vagina.
0: I appreciate the pause. <laughs> wait, wait, um, wait. How do you reset the game?
1: Okay, so hang on. Let me, let me talk a little bit about the control itself. So it has, like, the outer labia and the inner labia, and it's, like, it's very odd, and you... There are buttons on the labia part, like, going left, right, and then I think forward is the clit. I don't know if there's a backward. Um, and it it has, like, it you had brown fuzz around it, I think, so it was supposed to be, like, it was brown nice things. and hairy. Um, it was horrific. And then if you wanted to reset the game, you would stick your finger up where apparently the butthole was supposed to be. <laughs> I don't know if she actually has seen a vagina before, but... I don't think they really work like this, but, like, yeah, you would just... You'd have to stick your thumb up there with force, with gusto, to reset the game. And it was really odd. Her little setup in the IndieCade was, like... Like an opium den or something like that. So it was, like, like purple lights with, like, shawls or, like, scarves (laughs) over it. Like, there were crystals (laughs) everywhere. It was a beanbag chair that you had to sit on to play it. And... So I'm sitting there playing it, and I have, like, four guys who I was with just watching it. Like, this is so weird, because they felt too uncomfortable to go up and play that game.
0: I would have. I had so.
1: I had the perfect in. I just had to be like, yo, girl, what is this? And she's like, beautiful girl, come play this game with me. Let me lead you. It was very strange, but it smelled so bad in this area. Like, it was this weird, disgusting mix of... Just, like, B.O. And I'm just gonna say that they probably fucked on the things that they used to decorate this. Okay. So it was, like, a B.O. and sex kind of smell. It was really gross. So, like, the, huh? you, uh, you know me. I am a crazy germaphobe person, so I always have hand sanitizer with me. And I know I put it, like, up my arms. <laughs> I was just like, this is the worst moment of my life. But it was really funny. That was
0: I was trying to word. Kayla just worded what I wanted, what I was trying to think of, and I couldn't put it together in real words. That sounds accurate. Anytime I stick my thumb in anyone's bottom with gusto, it tends to end the current experience.
1: (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. That was true. (laughs) That was what I was like. I I mean, I I would stop immediately. Also,
0: if somebody stuck their finger at my butt, I would game (gasps) over right there.
1: It was horrifying but like those are that's Gusto. like an if you outlier. did it gently it wouldn't work. <laughs> you're just like what's happening um Bruh. most of the games in the Indiecade are really good and they're really fun but that's just an example of some of the weird shit that you could potentially see last year we played a game where you're about you the riot were, one yeah you were cops Riot Cops. We were playing and Cops and rioters. rioters,
0: and they were historically yeah, accurate. Yeah, they were
1: based off of historic um, events.
0: The, the game itself isn't historically accurate because I'm cops and you're rioters, and it was just us competing against each other to see who would, who would win that <laughs> And instance. I kept winning. But they were based on actual <laughs> historic... You did. You kicked my ass. They were based on actual historic riots throughout the world. And Which so that is was really cool. That was cool. Um, There was a game um, with cats... Where the the woman who made it was trying to essentially recreate the experience of what it's like to just wear a a hoodie in public. That was
1: a good game. It had. It was really
0: good. Um, because you, you had the opportunity to like, people would say something douchey to you and you would respond. And I chose the responses that I think in real life, I would probably not pick because I was very nice and educational about it in real life. I'd probably deck somebody. So right. Um, but it was, it was supposed to be, like, you know, this is what it's like. I mean, you're just, you're just on a train, and all of a sudden somebody comes up and is, like, spitting in your face and treating you. Yeah, and calling
1: you a piece of shit. Right, and
0: they're like, well, what are you... Like, yeah, it's
1: Or just because you look a certain way. Right,
0: oh god, yeah. It was And, I mean, it was, it was meaningful. So I, I liked that game because, I mean, not that I, I don't wear that, but, uh, the people judging you based on how you look and thinking that, uh, Mm -hmm. they not only can, but are somehow required, and more than entitled, they think right. that it is n- necessary yeah. to tell me how they feel about the way
1: that I look or something. Right. I'm
0: like, you know what? None of that was necessary, actually. We could have both gone on our ways without ever speaking to each other perfectly happy. I don't need- Right. I don't need any of it, and I don't- you you accomplished nothing, so I don't know what you're thinking about. Um. Meh. So anyway, anyway,
1: indicate is my favorite part of E3 because plus there's also no lines and everything else. if There's lines
0: for days. It's like you know
1: you'll get in the line and
0: that's where you'll be for half Mm -hmm. the day.
1: Uh, the year before was a good year because it was before Breath of the Wild, the Zelda game came out, but the lines for that like so they opened the doors at like 10 a.m. or something Mm -hmm. on the second day of E3 or maybe it was the third day. I don't remember, but. They open up the doors at 10, you go in, and there's already a six-hour wait to play a 15-minute demo of the new Zelda game. Yep. Like, they close the line, they're just like, we cannot take any more people. But if you want to play the game, you have to wait in line. So, like, I Yeah, well, you know...
0: Cooney was like that for yeah. you last year. Every time we went by the line, they were like, we can't take any more people. Come back in 30 minutes. We come back in 30 mm-hmm. minutes. We can't take any more people. Sorry, come back in 30 yeah. minutes. And we were like, well, we we'll
1: either have to Turns out it won't wait here, be essentially, game. in
0: a line anyway, or, I mean, you know, we we kept coming back just in case, but we ended up just giving up.
1: Yeah. And then hanging out at the Kid all day.
0: Yeah, that was a good time. I like the I controller. got to I got to use some VR stuff. I was playing one
1: uh like, escape game and my
0: controller got misaligned at some point, so I was turning it sideways to do everything and you were like And
1: What's you, you were doing? like looking down I know, I was I was like looking so all weird. over.
0: There's videos, it's great. Um I guess speaking of a VR game, there is one on my list. It's uh, Home Sweet Home. It, uh, you would actually be interested in this one, too. And this is, well, it's, it's, uh, it's not the the goggles one, I don't think. It's, like, a phone or tablet you use okay. around, um, you you move around your own room, and then it uses your space. Um, but it's a first-person horror adventure game, so, you know, puzzles, survival. Nice. Um, some puzzles. I guess there's not a whole lot of them, but it's based on time myths, so it's not just, like, dude, it'd be terrifying, because I don't know if you guys know this, but Asians are the scariest fucking people.
1: Oh yeah! When they're, it comes
0: to like creativity, they just make their the scariest and shit.
1: Curses and stuff like, are very. Oh god, they're horrifying. Yeah.
0: Um. So I'd be I'd be I down like to play it. this, and I've seen a li- like a scosh of, of footage where like a giant you're you're walking around this thing, and like a giant hand comes out at one point, and then there's you know always the lady that shows up and she just stabs you and you mm-hmm. die. And just yeah, I'm uh, I'm super into that because. Um, yeah, Asian, Asian horror is, I love it. is its own thing. And especially since, um, and maybe because we're not from Asian countries, I'm trying to think, the host, you've seen that, right? Yeah.
1: So, I love the Some horror. of their
0: shit is just bizarre. Like, it's not even, it's just psychological because you know, mm-hmm. I don't fucking know what's happening. And you don't know the myths and stuff, so as an American trying to watch Asian stuff, you're like, what even is this? Like, it's just, it's horrifying. Uh, how insensitive. Fallout didn't make them that bad. Oh, you know what? Fallout is on my list. Yep. So I guess next on the list, uh, Fallout 76.
1: Yep, 79, wasn't it?
0: 76.
1: Shit, I was wrong. My bad. Pretty sure it's 76. If I'm wrong,
0: fuck it. Fallout <laughs> yeah, 76, it uh, which appears to be the earliest in the Fallout series timeline. Um, the trailer uh, so I watched the trailer for Clues, everybody's trying to tear it apart, there's there's no official information really um, out there as much, uh, except for um, the creator said there's gonna be online elements, and I know I had heard a rumor that it was gonna be completely online, but I, I don't know that that's gonna be the case. I think there's gonna be some online sharing-ish stuff, like, mm-hmm. there's, there's a another game kind of like that, that I can't for the life of me think of right now, but um, where, wait, No. Nope, same comment. Um, I'm a dumb idiot. I do that
1: so much during my stream. I'll be like, what did someone say? Nothing, no one said anything. Yeah, I do, he's dying. So to. then I have to, um, hmm, just wing it. Yeah. Pretend that was normal. Um,
0: uh, so earliest in the storyline, it looks like it's going to be, let's see, the bomb spell. It's like 25 years after the bomb spell, um, is, is when this one's taking place, and. They think because Country Road is playing in the background that uh, West Virginia is where it's going to take place. And my, my guess is, so they've got this whole, like, they were supposed to be the, the seed starter. as you, I mean, if you guys, you know, play Fallout, you know, the different um, shelters had, had different purposes. And this one seems to be kind of the, the reclaiming the land after so many years now the problem is it was it's set apparently it was supposed to open up 20 years after the bombs fell is when this was supposed to open but it's now 25 years um there's decorations for something called reclamation day but the only person you see is you know the one person with the vault 76 and the pit Boy. so like there's not a whole lot of people in the vault it's just the one for some reason um so i'm super curious if something went horribly wrong i'm also trying to piece together if um, because they imply you know there's a lot of the, there's a lot of ghouls, but then there's a lot of normal people. So I'm wondering if this isn't the beginning of normal people taking over and like you know just it's going to be mostly a bunch of ghouls and you just resettling the land type deal, and beginning the you know the path toward Piper and McCleary and and you know all of the normalish looking people mm-hmm. as compared to the ghouls because I just don't understand why there would be ghouls and then also normal people unless. Right. You know, they came from a shelter or something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know that they ever really explained that as well. I mean, you know, they might have been in, like, a fridge or something and just came out and just started fucking immediately. I think that's know. it.
1: Pretty sure. Yeah. they Sounds just right. People
0: were in fridges and then came out and fucked immediately. <laughs> that's what happened. Um. So, anyway, yeah, Fallout 76. I'm excited so long as it's not a completely online game. If it is, then, I mean, you didn't learn from the Elder Scrolls Online. What the hell's wrong with you?
1: Seriously, though.
0: You know, you you should know better. Bethesda. Mm -hmm. Um, Bethesda. Bethesda. Here's a fun one. Devil May Cry 5. Oh, yeah. The domain name was bought, and it has been hosted on Capcom servers. But Mm -hmm. if you go to the domain, which I believe is just Devil May Cry 5, not the V like they had mentioned, but like uh, 5.com, it'll take you to a 404 page. Um, which is hosted on the Capcom site, but there's nothing on the page yet. So the thought process there is that uh, they will announce Devil May Cry 5 at E3, and then the page will go up. So I am excited for some sort of announcements as to that coming out.
1: Mm-hmm. And that can actually be happening in the next couple of days, too, because there's the pre-3, as I and call it, E3, yeah. and then the E3. Mm-hmm. So I think... Probably they, were, they start doing stuff today, maybe. I don't know EA what... EA was today, because I meant to watch oh, okay. it, and I
0: was teaching myself Photoshop, so I forgot. But it was at, uh, for our time, it was at 12
1: today. Okay, it that's was, right.
0: It was the EA, Electronic Arts, um, and then the rest of them start tomorrow and on. Tomorrow and on, and
1: on. yeah.
0: Um, so today was EA, which isn't the
1: beginning, so...
0: Uh, as far as, like, you know, none of, I don't think any of their games are on my list of things. No. I'm, I'm a Sims fan, but they make a lot of, they do, uh, so EA does a lot of the simulation stuff, so they've got, like, the racing games and the, yep. the, the, uh, EA Sports, and just most of a bunch of shit I don't really care about except for the Sims, because I'm weird. I'm super into having a fantasy life where I'm successful. I think that's why I like the sims. That's
1: why everyone likes the
0: sims <laughs> because they can be successful.
1: You can pretend um
0: so we did a Uh so there's two I'm going to kind of go into together. There's Call of Cthulhu, which is going to be based on the board game. And then the Sinking City, which is also a Lovecraftian investigation mystery in a fictional open world setting. Um I like Lovecrafts I like the Cthulhu lore, all that stuff. Um, I like the idea of the psychological horror survival investigation stuff. I like investigation stuff. Um, into the, you know, the semi-open world for the, the Call of Cthulhu. Um, and the, the makers of this um, are, have, have also made The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, so I imagine that the gameplay is going to be fairly similar to that, and they're going to use their experiences and draw on that. And the writers for this game are uh, also the writers for some of the scenarios from the RPG board game. So you'll see a lot of um, experience elements put together into this one project. And then the sinking city, uh, pretty much all I've got is a fictional open world setting that's a Lovecraftian investigation and mystery.
1: Sounds good to me. Also into that. Um, Really quick, Dane did say Reddit is already blowing up with anti-EA posts following the EA show. I guess they're making a Command & Conquer mobile game. I just couldn't give it any shits about that. Apparently no one else in the world gives any shits about it. Well, so. the pro- apparently they do
0: give shits because it's blowing up and they're like, yeah, fuck with their Command and Conquer mobile.
1: Well, I mean, they give they give negative shits. They don't give positive They give shits. negative <laughs> shits.
0: Yeah, people get opinionated about stuff they can just not play.
1: Oh, yeah. I know. Like, who cares? Just don't fucking play the game.
0: <laughs> yeah. I get opinionated about games I'm excited about that come out like garbage. I'm not opinionated about, like, Call of Duty, because I don't play it. I don't give a shit. Did you hear this year they're coming out with more zombies? How dare.
1: Yeah, I know. Don't they know zombies were so five years ago? No one cares about them anymore.
0: They got a little burnt out, I think, for The Walking Dead.
1: Well, yeah, I think The Walking Dead maybe ruined zombies a little bit, because it's kind of a shit show. (laughs) Sorry. It's just a soap opera, if I just want to watch people fight.
0: See, so, yeah, I never got into the I'll show, and everybody that. told me I needed to watch it, and I was like, Ehh. So can no. I just not? Yeah, don't. Okay.
1: I think I watched, I'm like, just not I think just two and a half seasons, maybe a full three, but the first season is pretty good, because it just helps establish what happened There's still, there's not a whole lot of zombies in it, but you assume, you know, going forward there might be more, but then by season two it's just like, oh, what's up? It's just people fucking fighting with each other about stupid things. That's, I mean, I'm just like, I'm ready for the zombies to just kill everybody. Can that just happen? Yeah. I'm ready for the humans to be gone.
0: (laughs) I lied. Huh? Home sweet home. Oh, right. It's VR. It's the VR goggles. Oh, okay, okay. I was wrong. Ari's Legacy was the one I was thinking of, where it uses your phone or tablet and a room around you. It is an escape game. It's a room escape game. So apparently you were on some sort of expedition, and you found a chest, and you tried to open it, and you're transported to this room, and the only clue you have is where you are, which this sentence made no sense, but that's what I read, is the chest that you found that you know nothing about. (laughs) is still there. Um... So it uses, um, you know, room around you, and they have an exclusive demo at E3 at booth 2425, and I wrote it down because, our one fan, if you're paying attention,
1: if you happen to
0: go to E3, send me video footage. Right. I don't even know which one of them is watching anymore, but I'm sure it's nobody going to E3. Oh, right. Um, I, I do want to see some gameplay footage of this, because I want to see if I want to play it or not.
1: Mm, for sure. Yeah. Um. Uh, one other thing that I just thought of that I think is going to be at E3 this year is the Last of Us Two. It is so the Last of Us is a zombie type of game, but it was really good, <laughs> really emotional. So there's gonna be a second. One. There's feels. Oh, there's feels.
0: Speaking of that one, so they have a game um that people described as the Last of Us with rats.
1: <gasps> I've heard about this. <laughs>
0: Is a plague tale. Um, yeah. It's about two orphans surviving in, you know, plague-ridden France, I guess, uh, in the in Last of Us scenario, but trying, with, like, trying to avoid rats. Um, so I, I have some vague interest in that.
1: Yeah, I heard about that, I think I saw a short video about it, and yeah. I was like, I want to play
0: this. Kind <laughs> of. I want to go to there.
1: I want to go to there. Yeah. How fucking cute! <laughs> um...
0: State of Mind was at E3 last year with some gameplay. Uh, it's a dystopian future thriller delving into transhumanism um, themes, and they described it as themes of separation, disjuncture, and reunification. I don't know what the fuck that means. I really don't know what that's supposed to mean. Separation,
1: dysfunction, and reunification?
0: Disjuncture.
1: Oh, disjuncture. Yes. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. But uh <laughs> so
0: you're split between the dystopian material reality and a utopian virtual future which uh I think that has elements of realism in it and I I'd be interested in playing that one. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it'd be good. It's uh unlike most of these that have really really good realistic graphics this one has a little bit different feel to it. Um I would compare it uh Graphically more to Borderlands, where it's got the super bright colors and kind of cool. the comic book feel to it.
1: That's cool. Yeah,
0: um, but I'm excited for that one to see a little bit, a little bit more on that one. Um, Greedfall is. I'm interested in this one mostly because there's there's no fetch quests. Um, so every quest you go on actually has an impact on. Um, the story and there's there's actual visual consequences and the way people interact with you and stuff like that and there's very few games um, with a good storyline that that don't uh, essentially contain fetch quests mm-hmm. and I'm I've always been interested in in games where um, each of your choices actually affects the storyline yeah that's um, which is get. why I was super into the idea of Fable until it actually came out
1: damn it Fable damn it Fable.
0: You were supposed to be Skyrim, and even Skyrim. I mean, you know, the the choices you make uh, affect the way people interact with you, and you can tell when the comments of the guards come by. And they you know, they'll call you me don't don't, they'll call you sneak thief or whatever because mm-hmm. I steal some shit every once in a while. But I mean, that one's a little bit more. If you steal something one time, you're gonna occasionally hear that from a guard. Whereas this sounds like everything you do. Affects the warring factions on this island as you're trying to find a cure for your ravaging home for that's for a disease. But um, anyway, it sounds it sounds like your choices have more of an impact than uh, any other any other game. Um, I'm also hesitant to believe that because again, every time somebody has said that before, it's it
1: hasn't it, been fully it true. never
0: it works out that way. Yeah. But there's no fetch quests, which makes me think that. They, they are actually focusing more on that, because fetch You're quests cool. and RPGs are very much a thing. Yeah. Um, Vampire, which, when I first heard about it, uh, I was super turned off by the idea, but uh, now I can't even remember why I was into it, why, why I got back into
1: it. You're but like, I see,
0: it. I saw a commercial for it the other day. It looks okay. So it's uh, London 1918. And by the way, most of these games are oddly taking place around the same time. Which is like 1920s to 1940s for some reason. A lot of these games are taking place in the, in that um area, except for like a handful of them. Right. But uh, this one's London, 1918. Um, you are Dr. Jonathan Reed, a newly turned vampire. Um, so while you're trying to find a cure for city's flu-ravaged citizens, you're also it says while cursed to feed on those you heal. I don't know why you have to pick those. I'd go reverse Jack the Ripper where I'd find, like, yeah. criminals and... Go, like, vets. Dexter
1: about it. Yeah. um, kill the bad people.
0: Yeah. Um, if you have to Vampire kill to Lestat survive. later on mm-hmm. did that. Um, Tale of the Body Thief, That was that's how it started, is he specifically looks for assholes and eats them.
1: I think it's fair. Um,
0: and a web, this is another one where it says a web of interconnected citizens reacts to your decisions, so... Um, I think as as technology improves, the the ability to have a more interactive storyline like that, where there's you know millions of possibilities just based on a single stupid decision of whether or not you brushed your teeth that morning, actually develops the story. Yeah. Um, cause you know many many games have advertised that, including the teeth brushing thing. Actually, was in a game. That's funny. I said that. Really? That is, I can't think of which game it is, but there's there is a game. And that has these just little... Just the little shit you can do throughout your day affects... Oh, I know what it was. This guy, uh, his kid got kidnapped. And so you're playing this guy trying to, like, find his kid. You're talking about Heavy Rain? Yeah.
1: I love that game. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But you remember what I am talking about. Like, if you don't brush your teeth, somehow that affects the story, so... Heavy Rain was an example of one where, like, the, thats the beginnings Heavy of when they is started getting game. getting into that. I got stuff. the
1: good ending when I played that game. The good ending. Yeah, and I want to replay it I and just fuck everything up. up. Like, I want everyone to die. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, she your does. decisions can make in real life. life. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. So we're getting we're getting more into that. And then speaking of again, you know, decisions, blah blah blah. Um, Rend is one that I'm wanting to see a little bit more on. It's set in the universe of Nordic myth.
1: Oh, um, um, yeah, yeah. With the
0: focus on becoming worthy of ascension into Valhalla. Valhalla! Um, I think they said, uh, what was the main city back in that time?
1: Oh, um... Whatever. I know it, but I can't it. It fell, it. so you
0: have all these warring factions again, mm-hmm. and you have to kind of choose and build your... Build your uh your team-based survival. Um, the, the, I think the only thing left actually is the tree. Uh, yeah. itself is the only thing left, and you can see it in the background apparently the whole time. And so, um, I, I the solid maybe on that one because there's parts of that that sound really cool and parts of it that sound like uh any game you can MMO on the internet right now.
1: Right, sounds like it could just be a rehash of.
0: Every Any MMO, kind of
1: game, yeah, but just with a different wash over it. It's like, oh no, this one is Norse mythology.
0: I played one of those. Too. I played a Viking one for about twenty minutes, and then I was like, eh. There's only so much uh, you quest based. You have to build four forges, and you have to upgrade the forge to level three, and you have to like. There's only so much of that you can do before you want to blow your brains out. <laughs> True um, though. My last game on here is Cyberpunk 2077.
1: Yes! That game looks good. But it does there look has good. has been silence about it for a while.
0: The developers of The Witcher make yeah. it this one. It's supposed to be a strong single-player game. They've gotten some pushback because people are like, is it going to be multiplayer? And they're like, no. Because if we do multiplayer, it's going to make the single-player portion of it suck. And they said the same thing right. about The Witcher. So, I have faith that this is going to be kick
1: ass. It right. looks really good.
0: <laughs> it um, does.
1: It looks clean.
0: So, again with the, you know, fallout futuristic takes place in 2077 and um it just it does look like just just a super fun cyber punk future it dystopian could be like society game.
1: Playing Blade Runner the game. Or I'm that, into um, that. Or like Fifth Element the Game. <laughs> yeah, or Fifth
0: whatever. Element, like, it, just, Blade it looks Runner, like, like it's gonna be one of those, those I'm down. I'm I'm into that game. Blade Runner the game would be dope. Yeah. Um yeah, I like that kind of stuff, so down, down, down.
1: Yep. I'm pretty stoked for that. Um when did did you see the last time they like advertised anything for it? Because I know there was no. an E three forever ago that they showed that concept trailer and stuff like that for it, and everyone was like, holy shit, and then just silence. They kind of yeah. pulled a Final Fantasy VII with it.
0: They did. Um, that's that's another reason why, um, and with with a few of these, I'm hoping to see stuff on it, because mm-hmm. there's a few of them, like, uh, for instance, Final Fantasy VII, that have gone radio silent for so long, but yeah. uh, as much as I would like to see stuff, I don't anticipate seeing anything. Right um it, like in in the sense where I'm like it's definitely going to happen it's like oh please
1: dear sweet baby jesus let it happen and i feel this way about cyberpunk and final fantasy 7 since they've both been so radio silent for years if they're going to show something i hope it's gameplay like i hope it's not just like oh look at another trailer scenes. Look at the voice acting, look at how pretty we made everything, listen to the music, feel nostalgic, or feel excited about this new thing. I, it has to be gameplay. They can't just keep showing us the pretty cutscenes.
0: I know, that's the worst part about the Final Fantasy VII trailers. Because anyone can make a pretty
1: cutscene, like, well, not anybody, but a lot of people have made fan pretty cutscenes and stuff like that of the different movies. Are we looking at Naomi? Oh, I gotta move this way.
0: Look at her eye.
1: It's like currently open. I can see it in here. Look
0: back at her eye.
1: It's creepy, right? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I hope with both of those, it's not just pretty cutscenes. I'll still be excited to see those, but it's not what I want. Yeah. And I don't think that's what most of the people want. Like, the consumers want to see something. (laughs) Yeah. We want to see the real
0: shit. Now, there's a there's a couple of things they're going to showcase in the technology section, which these, these are by no means the originals, and they're probably not the last models, but I like to see progression in some of this stuff. I'm going to start with the dumbest one, the uh, memory phone seat cushion. I
1: like that. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I like still, that just because I, I have this a shit chair. chair.
0: <laughs> I bought this chair, and I still get uncomfortable sitting in it for too long, so... Um, there's a possibility in my future I'm going to get an additional cushion to this seat. I'm
1: just going to elevate.
0: So that my butt doesn't hurt so much. I feel you. Um, and it has uh, this specific one, the LFG seat cushion, it has uh, like a removable thing in it so like, it puts less pressure on your coccyx. Are you
1: tilbo? Okay, That's I was like, I'm not really thing, sure right? what you just said.
0: <laughs> tailbone.
1: Yeah. tailbone.
0: So, good. I'm excited for uh, seat cushion technology, which sounds mm-hmm. so lame,
1: but is so important. It's so important, especially since um, the gaming industry is continuing to get bigger and bigger, what with Twitch streamers and just the creation of video games. Like, anyone... I keep saying anyone can do these things, but, like, most people can make video games if they really want to. You can get into the industry making indie games and stuff like that. And you could be very successful. Like, look at Super Meat Boy. Like, that was a struggle for them to make. Huh? Super Meat Boy. (laughs) Um, But it was so successful for the small team that made it. Like, it was great for them. But, yeah, if you make... Things to make it more comfortable to sit in front of your computer and game for, you know, eight hours a day if that's what you want to do. Game, stream, edit.
0: Anything. I mean, a lot of the make stuff that's it, placed make music.
1: right here. And until we get the
0: Oasis system
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, where we can do the little runny bit, Yeah. Um, we're stuck in these chairs and seat technology. Is it's
1: really important. mad
0: important. Speaking of the uh, the Oasis system, the other one I was excited for was Ace. I, I didn't write down the creator of it because I lost it, but it is a somatosensory mod module, which uh, is designed to replicate touch, like the feel of mm.
1: touch. So again,
0: Oasis system. That was one thing that that kind of came with the more advanced systems was the ability to feel something actually hit you or touch you or whatever. Um. So for for uh, Everyone will be
1: playing. Full and immersion that. Exper- experience. Everyone's just gonna be wearing that when they replay Internet Mass Effect. Because <laughs> they're I'm like, gonna... I wanna fuck that blue bitch. <laughs> 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 I wanna know what it's like. <laughs> That's what people the are. Penetration's gonna, be, right gonna for. be hard, but otherwise. Um, yeah. It'll just come with a a flashlight or a dildo.
0: <laughs> yep. Um, anyway, so, you know, again, it's, it's probably, I'm sure it's not the first system of its kind, and I'm sure it won't be the last, but seeing it showcased means we're making progress, and that is exciting. Mm
1: -hmm. That
0: is much exciting. Now, Twitch extension's coming out. I'm also excited to see, because somebody is on Twitch. That's me! And It's you! It's me! It's me! Um, and, uh, there's a lot of third-party developer extensions to, make twitch a better experience for your viewers uh with Mm -hmm. mini games and i know i saw and this doesn't apply to you at the moment but there's several like mmo type games like league of legends i think Mm -hmm. this was featured specifically um where they have um stuff they can they can actually in real time look at your your build um and your your abilities and stuff and you know shit like that's really cool so uh, i'm looking forward to some some twitch extensions to enhance the experience for your viewers and whatnot, I was actually thinking yep. about minigame. game. Right, would be fun. Definitely. Um, I don't know. I mean, the, the minigame mini game they showed was like just a little floating head. In there. It was with the mouse, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's lame. So if that's, that's
1: stupid. If that's
0: the only one available, then I'm just gonna I'm just gonna solid no on that one. But uh, yeah, hey. well, they they need a video game gym like you go train in real life to get experience and money for you to use in the game um speaking of somebody who goes to an actual gym now um having a live like level up system for me doing stuff would be super fun
1: mm-hmm.
0: having a semi-sensory, semi-sensory module that maybe could uh, uh feel like i was doing stuff with weights to where you know you didn't need to buy it necessarily buy weights anymore it just it just adds the weight so it feels like or whatever um being able to like maybe register what your ability is at the time um if you're like all right set to go to failure so it does that weight and then it doesn't lessen the weight or if you're like set to do so many sets so many reps and it realizes that you're struggling it'll just kind of figure you out mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot of ways you can go with that in the future it'd be, it'd be super cool cardio um would be a good. Thing to do in the in the in the little wheel I always imagine it was like just a floor unit that was just like a it's just a treadmill that goes in 360 directions is what he had in, in the oasis
1: right? oh yeah sorry I was like what are we talking about Nonsense. oh my god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something um, at the a, gym a, I don't know this thing no that's not <laughs> a real thing but like a 360 treadmill for
0: mm-hmm. you know interactive experience I mean yeah there's there's stuff for that and I, I do, I, I, I'm online on nerd fitness, but I never go to it because it's too much work for me. Um, if they had an app, it might be different, but I mean, it's too much work for me and it's so cool because you can set goals and, and level up with your goals and it's not just workout stuff. It's, you know, actual life stuff. Like if I wanted to, like, I think I have learned a song on guitar on there and I have signed so many points for it and you you actually level up and you have boss fights at some point, which I've never gotten to because I never log in. Um... So, like, a VR video game goes swinging a kettleball's mace to grind a little. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, there's there's a lot of ways it could go, and it'd be super exciting. So, seeing the technology improve is is good news for those things in the future, so long as our planet still exists and isn't destroyed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but I've covered all of my things. Did you have any more things? I don't... I... I honestly didn't look a whole lot into it because I have my couple big games that I was excited about and then I was like that's it, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I <laughs> It's like three things I did some Even though like, everything there I was is good. There was some <laughs> that
0: I, I nixed, there was one called Three Minutes to Midnight and I liked the title and then I looked at it and I was like, This thing looks awful. Oh. It doesn't look awful. It just looks like something I would not enjoy. Fair. At all. But the title's super cool. Um, yeah, no, so I think we're done. Um, yeah. it's gonna stream on Twitch in... In an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Yep. You can find her at underscore materia underscore girl. Playing Final Fantasy VII, what are you doing tonight?
1: Tonight, um... Hang on, let me think. So I just got Cloud back. We got the huge materia back from Rocket Town. So I guess I need to go back and do an underwater side quest get I think the Hades materia from nice. down there. So Is it think the maybe... underwater reactor? I thought you already did that one. No, it's or not a you... reactor. Oh, okay. It's just a it's a different place. Okay. It's like a sunken ship, I think. I don't think I've ever been there. Yeah, it's a cyclist, you don't have to do it. The Turks are down there. I think there's a boss fight. They're everywhere. Yeah they actually show
0: up everywhere. And they're, they're like we are We're on
1: vacation. Everywhere <laughs> I love them. They're really funny. Um so I'm gonna do that. I don't know, I might finish the second disc tonight. Sweet. I'm not sure. Solid maybe. A solid maybe. Solid maybe finishing the second disc tonight. So Hope you're
0: check out her Twitch. There's also a Discord. Um, check out her Twitch to yep. get to
1: that because I haven't memorized the link and I'm sure you haven't either. I don't know it at all. There you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's on my disc or my. It's on my Twitch page. If you just scroll down, there's the link oh, to the oh Discord. My um. But yeah, if anyone wants to come join, we have a new chat in the
0: Discord about sharing uh, your pets. Sharing your pets, <laughs> and what's the other thing? Where you we're we're just tearing apart the the ideas behind Final Fantasy Seven because some of this shit makes no sense. I
1: think we called it Final or er, Final Philosophy Seven.
0: So and we just debate. How we talk ridiculous. about like the mythologies and yeah.
1: stuff behind it, we talk about the character developments and shit like that. It's really mm-hmm. like taking apart it, mm-hmm. so it's pretty cool. Oh my god, oh, Dane! Dane with the, with the link! <laughs> yeah, okay, so anyway, that's the Discord for it. Um, I have some cool people who are part of my Twitch followers. We'll call follow it your Twitch family, my Twitch family. We call it the reunion because that's funny.
0: For anybody that watches the recording later. Yes, cool. thank you, Dan.
1: Dan, you're awesome. Yep. Um. So, yeah, I'll be streaming in about an hour and a half. I don't know how long I'll go for. On Saturday nights, I tend to go a little bit longer than usual. My bang. bang. Me. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: all right. Yep, that's it. Biggies Bye, friends and foes. Friends and foes. I'll wave both directions.